It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, how's everything out there in podcast land? Matt Hausman here, ready for another edition of Smart Money Questions. And I came across an article that I want to go over today. I thought there was some interesting statistics there. Essentially, it's uh, it's updated information for those over the age of 50 and different statistical uh, data points that have, in some cases, went up, in some cases, went down over the course of the last uh, 24 months, which, of course, during that time period, what have we had? We've had COVID. So I want to review that because the other thing I thought was interesting is there's a couple there's a couple line items here that I seem to always have people asking me questions about. And I'm going to talk about in one case that was just a couple that was in yesterday that we were uh, going over different things with. And the question that they had is actually in this article. And then another one is something I talk about all the time. And that has to do with... Um, Social Security. So before we do that, let's make sure that we jump into the disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, If you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmatt.com. That's www.speakwithmatt.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation. So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmatt.com, www.speakwithmatt.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. All right. So the first thing, uh, and by the way, I'll make sure that I include a link to this article that I came across on the show notes page so that uh, so that you have that. But let's talk about the first one. The first one says, in order to have a comfortable retirement, experts, you know, those are the ones, <laughs> the ones that really know, estimate you'll need 1.04 million to have that comfortable retirement, a 10% increase from the prior year. Now, the reason I bring this up is because First of all, where are they coming up? How was that number actually formulated to say this is what is needed? Because the reality is there's so many variables that come into play with, quote, how much money do I need to retire? And as many of you have heard me say, that is a question I get all the time. How much do I need to have? And I met with a couple yesterday, uh, 51 years old. And they were talking about what they saw and envisioned with their retirement. They wanted to do travel. They wanted to do some international travel at least once a year, domestic travel maybe a couple times a year. They were probably looking to retire in the next 10 years. And of course, my question to them back was, well, first of all, how much are you guys spending? 
where are you guys going to get retirement money? Is it just your assets? Maybe a 401k, maybe just traditional investment accounts. Maybe it's rental income. Do you have a pension? If you're going to retire, if you're 51 now and you're going to retire in 10 years, you're still not eligible for Social Security. Have you thought about when am I going to take Social Security? All of those are the variables to that you want to have an understanding on, especially your budget. And the interesting thing I thought and what they said, and, the, and when we were talking yesterday, her distinct comment was, I do not want to lower my lifestyle in retirement. And that's reality. So if you haven't already done it, I would highly encourage you to put your own budget together today. And what do I say? You do keep the lights on, then you do lifestyle, then you do once, then you do legacy. And putting that together based on today's numbers will help. And look at all these other different income sources that you potentially have. That can help you see how much money do I have to have saved to be able to have, quote, this comfortable retirement. In this case, what they're saying is, ah, it's a 10% increase from the prior year, but $1.04 million. And the interesting thing here also is they don't tell you what type of account do I have to have it in. Because if I have all of that money in a traditional pre-tax retirement account, I'm going to ask everyone in the audience, because I know you've heard me say this a million times, how much of that money is yours? Is it all yours? No. Why? Because we have to pay tax as we start to distribute it. So again, now we want to be looking at our assets from a tax perspective. How much money do I have in traditional 401ks? How much money do I have in Roth? How much money do I have in taxable accounts? I literally just met with someone about an hour ago and we were going over that. And I thought what was interesting is what he said to me. He goes, you know, the reality is I've been diligent about investing since I started working. I have been, I've always tried to max out my retirement accounts and then I just live on what's left. But I didn't realize now, he, he actually said, I made a deal with the devil and the devil's Uncle Sam because now I'm realizing, oh my goodness, I potentially am going to lose a ton of this money to paying taxes when I distribute it. So again, this, this article, $1.04 million, a 10% increase, that's what you need. There's so many other things that you need to be made aware of, and you need to be looking at your own situation to make sure that you are putting money where it needs to be. You understand what your budget is, what your income sources are going to be in retirement, and then that will help you determine how much do you need to have when you get to retirement. Okay, so the other thing I thought was interesting is that we're talking about retirement is 55% of workers that are working today plan to work or continue to work in some capacity in retirement. And I can speak firsthand with our clients that have transitioned from working into retirement. I would say ours is a little higher than that, maybe close to 65, maybe even 70%. In our case, the clients have expressed to me that the reason that they are doing it in many cases is just to fill a social need. In other cases, they're even delaying retirement because they really like what they do. I had one client that just retired 
uh, this year, could have retired 10 years ago, 75 years old, and uh, was just finally like, you know, I, the reality is I've really liked it. But, you know, due to COVID and certain things and the company he works for, things have been scaling down and, I, you know, okay, now it's time to go. But the reality is, he, t- he said, if, I, if it was still the way it was pre-COVID, I'd probably still be working. So this is where you need to define what your retirement, what you want your retirement to look like. And um, again, many clients, and in fact, I got an email from someone today that I said, you know, why don't you do this? Because they really want to they want to back down on their full-time work, but they don't want to fully get rid of it. I said, well, do and they're before the age of 65, which means Medicare. They don't have uh, retiree health benefits. So I said, why don't you do this? Why don't you just go talk to your company about the idea of backing your hours up and how far can you back them up to where you can still get health benefits? Sure enough, they don't want a loser. So they said, yeah, we, you can go back to you know part-time and we're still going to pick up your health benefits. So it's a win-win for both of them. But again, this is where you need to be actually, it's not only about the finances when it comes to retirement, is what's retirement going to look like for you? What are you going to do? You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, well, there's so many, so, so many times I can go to the beach, or there's so many times I can go golfing, or so many times I can go travel. So again, what is yours going to look like? What's your retirement going to look like. Take the time to actually put that down. The other thing I thought was interesting here is 25% of Americans, I thought this was interesting, it did not distinguish age, it just said 25% of Americans increased their financial savings as a result of COVID. Are you one of those? Um, You know, that's a huge statistic to think about increasing how many times have we heard before Americans don't save anything and now we're hearing over the course of the last two years they have increased their savings by 25 percent that is a big big number the other thing about retirement let's talk about this the number of retired workers receiving social security benefits was almost 70 million people or recipients in 2021, up from 45 million just two years earlier in 2019. What does that tell you? That tells you that COVID had a lot of people that decided, and I know in our case, with clients that we have here, many of them did this. Hey, listen, I, you know, with what's going on right now, especially after that first year, I'm out. Can I do it? And this is where it's important to look at two things. First of all, if I am going to go ahead and elect Social Security and quit working, am I one of the 55% that's going to continue to work in some way? And if I am, am I taking Social Security early before what's called my full retirement age, where I have to be aware of what's called the earnings threshold? What does that mean? That means if you are still working and collecting benefits, before that full retirement age, then you possibly could lose benefits, be penalized, have benefits restricted from being sent to you based on what those earnings are. Now, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter if you have other income sources, 401k distributions, Roth, rental income, investment income, what have you. It's only earnings. So this is where before just going and taking Social Security, 
we have to understand where is it fitting into our overall plan, especially if we're going to take it early and we're going to look to want to take, or I'm sorry, we want to continue in some capacity of working. I had someone in, um, I did a social security workshop, I guess about, I don't know, four or five weeks ago and had somebody in my office last week that um, was com- seriously considering talk or taking Social Security as early as possible at age 62. And I said, well, let me ask you something. Are you currently working? Yes, I'm working part-time, but I'm just working you know, at a department store. I work about 20 hours a week. But when we calculated out what she was making, guess what? She was over the threshold. I realized this, I told her, do you realize this is going to cost you about $2,500 a year in Social Security benefits where they're just not going to send it to you. So again, making sure that with when it comes to Social Security, this is a big number. Obviously, a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon on deciding to leave early because of COVID, 45 to 70 million. But we want to make sure, I would encourage you that if you're looking to do that now, even, that you understand the rules around collecting Social Security. Now, just to clarify, once you turn your full retirement age, and you can find out what that is, by just look, going to ssa.gov, creating your own account, I would encourage you to do that. Go right in there. It'll tell you when it is. It's sometime between 66 and 70. So 60, I'm sorry, 67. So 66 and two months, four, six, eight, 10, and then 67 as full retirement age. Once you get to your full retirement age, now it doesn't matter what your earnings are. You can make as much as you want. But boy, you want to be aware. Uh, I've had people that came into my office, you know, and they said, oh my goodness, I made a big mistake last year. I collected Social Security, but I'm still working and they're just not sending me benefits right now. So keep that in mind as well. The other thing is with regards to retirees, retirees on average spent $6,668 in 2020 on healthcare. Now, when I looked into this, it wasn't telling me where were they spending that healthcare dollars? Was it part of their Medicare Part B premium? Was it the supplement maybe that they have? Was it Medicare Advantage costs, Medicare Part D? Or was it actual services and services being provided, potentially even long-term care? So again, one thing you want to be planning for, going back to that first thing that I spoke about, $1.04 million is now what you need to, quote, retire comfortably you want to at least have an understanding on healthcare costs in retirement. For instance, if I don't have retiree health benefits, how does Medicare work in? What are the different uh, parts of Medicare? How does a potential supplement work? How does Medicare Advantage work? And then, of course, the one that nobody wants to talk about, which is where does long-term care come into play? I can't tell you how many times I hear, well, Medicare is going to pick up my long-term care. No, it doesn't. Long-term care is completely separate. So again, where is healthcare going to be in your retirement planning? Okay. And then the last thing to talk about is where are you going to live? One of the questions I always want to ask people as we're going through the planning process is, are you planning to relocate in retirement? And one of the things I thought was interesting in this study was that said that 19% of Americans 65 and older in 2019 moved to a, quote, destination state or abroad. 
Uh, Maine had 21%, Florida 21%, West Virginia 20%, Vermont 20% have the highest populations of seniors 65 and older. So one of the things to think about is where are you going to live in retirement? Do you want to, you know, so obviously I'm outside of Philadelphia right now in PA. Where am I? Am I staying here in PA? Am I moving south? Am I moving west? What have you? Or moving abroad? That's going to go into that equation as well as part of your retirement planning. And what does your retirement look like? Am I just going to be a snowbird? What have you? That's going to also help determine two things. How much of that $1.04 million do I have to have? And depending on the state that I'm going to or the state I'm going to stay in, what is the tax situation on the monies I have? For instance, many of you have heard me say, PA is quite frankly a great state to retire in, but it's not a good state to die in. Why? PA has an inheritance tax and it is not friendly. You get a spousal exemption, but once it goes to the heirs, it gets expensive. So am I staying here? I was just talking, as I mentioned, about an hour ago with a couple when I asked them that question, hey, listen, are you planning to stay here? And they, oh, yeah, yeah, we're definitely planning to stay here. And uh, I said, well, I just want to make sure you're familiar with the PA inheritance tax that's going to go to your kids, your heirs. And they both looked at me. And I go, you do realize that that's here, right? And it's on all of your assets except for life insurance. Have you done any estate planning with that? Have you thought about that? First thing out of their <laughs> first thing out of their mouths were, well, when one of us go, the other one's moving out. <laughs> but it's really important in your retirement planning and what you're wanting your retirement to look like is is relocation part of it? Where am I looking to relocate and what's it going to look like once I get there? Or if I'm staying here, what does it look like if I'm staying here? Estate planning and then tax planning on our assets and distribution. So I wanted to go over that today. I thought that article was really interesting on some of the trends and uh, changes that we've seen over the course of the last two years. Um, so listen, everyone, that's all I've got for today. If you have a question or scenario, or you come across an article that you'd like for me to go over, please uh, feel free to do that by either emailing us at info at smartmoneyquestions.com. Go to smartmoneyquestions.com itself. You'll see right there, ask Matt a question. If you have something that you would want rather talk about uh, more privately, you can do that with my online calendar at speakwithmatt.com. Again, www.speakwithmatt.com. Schedule a time for us to get together there. So listen, everyone, I hope this has been valuable. You guys take care. We'll talk soon. Thanks.